0: All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to our regularly scheduled programming of anything goes. Uh, it is a beautiful Friday, July fifteenth morning, uh, and we're here to talk about some Thor, Love and Thunder, and uh, the Miss Marvel finale from this week. We we missed out on Thor last week, so we're going to catch up, and we're gonna we're gonna pick right up on it. I got Bear with me again. Howdy. As always, we're here to to have a good time and. Hopefully say something that maybe you missed um, when you
1: were watching the movie.
0: So did you do anything Austin, exciting this week?
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, this week, mm, I haven't really done anything exciting except for uh, this live stream I did with my buddy Austin. That was pretty fun. Oh,
0: nice plug right there. We-
1: yeah, we, we talked about all of our favorite Marvel movies and why Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is a top-tier Marvel movie.
0: All right, you're cut off now. We are done talking to Barrett. Uh, Barrett, it was a pleasure having you today, uh, but we'll see you back again next week. But for those who did miss the the live stream, uh, we are on Anything Goes Podcast on YouTube. The, the whole stream is available live to rewatch there. But uh, going on to this week, I did actually watch um, the Adam Sandler movie, Hustle, this week. I thought it was pretty good. Um, It's a sports movie, though, so the amount of people that I know listen to this and would also watch that, I know is pretty low. But (laughs) if you like sports movies, uh, movies about the grind and basketball and such, it was a good movie. Um, And it wasn't like a comedy Adam Sandler movie, which is what everybody expects from him. It was one of his... Only two that I know of real, like drama movies.
1: What's the other one? Uncut Gems.
0: Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was also okay, but this one was better than Uncut Gems. I will say that. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and get into Miss Marvel. Um, so we had the finale this week. We didn't get to talk about Episode Five at all last week.
1: Um, oh, we didn't, did we?
0: No. I don't have to say much about it. I didn't like it. It gave us a backstory that I didn't really care about. Um, It told us about Aisha and uh, how the grandmother was born. And then they they slowly brought it into the the train scene. And then we jump right back into real time. And not Aisha, but the lady that has the clandestine lady. She kills herself to close off the grid and then Comron gets a bunch of powers. I didn't like that episode a ton. Um, it was only 30 minutes. Wasn't much for me.
1: Nope. I didn't like that episode either because the clandestines were set up as like the primary antagonist of the series. And it just kind of went nowhere. It was kind of funny because they they killed that guy who was going to tell Miss Marvel things. And then she sacrificed herself for the greater good. She had a speedrun redemption arc. Um, I didn't mind the flashback thing. I, I don't like all this different time travel stuff we're getting. We got time travel and endgame, which out of all the Marvel time travel is probably my favorite form of time travel. Then you have all the Loki stuff, and then you have this. And Loki taught us that you can't time travel without consequences, but Kamala can go back and do this, and the Avengers can do what they did. I just wish the MCU would tighten the laws down on time travel. But yeah, this episode just really didn't do it for me. And like that guy's mentor died and he didn't really care. He's like, Oh yeah, he's dead. I'm going to go do red dagger stuff now, I guess. But the last episode, it brought it back for me. Austin, what were your thoughts on the last episode?
0: Yeah. So for me, there was, there was good, bad and ugly in this episode. I was not a super huge fan of the home alone high school (laughs) fighting the damage control. Um, But it did sort of bring back the vibe of the first couple of episodes where we actually get to see like, you know, small town hero Kamala brown girls don't normally wear capes type of deal, um, which I really enjoyed. And then towards the end where they concluded the series, I thought was, Way better than I thought it was going to end, after watching episode four and five. Um, but yeah, other than the the Home Alone esque, you know, high school scene, I thought it was a pretty good episode.
1: I actually like the Home Alone stuff because how is a group of kids gonna beat armed soldiers unless they do kind of some kind of tricks like that? You know, well, two of, like two of them have superpowers.
0: Well, two of them do have superpowers. <laughs>
1: One of them has no idea how to use those superpowers, and the other one barely knows how to use those superpowers.
0: I think she's a little bit better than barely at this point.
1: Okay, I'll give you can kind of use her superpowers. That's okay. that's a step of barely. But this no. other guy got them like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, that is true. That's another thing. They really did just fast travel home from Pakistan again, didn't they? Yep. We don't even to see yeah. that. Um, but... Stuff that I liked, I, you know, originally her powers are supposed to be stretchy like Mr. Fantastic. We've talked about that before. They did a good job of showing us in this episode that her hard light powers can do the same things that the fans wanted her to do. Like she can still do the big and fists. She made herself really big like she does in the comics all the time. So that was cool. I, I don't mind the change to her powers. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: No, um, I didn't. I didn't but, mind the powers at all. Um, I will say, though, the I don't remember if this was right before the credits or the I think it was in the end credit scene when Captain Marvel just like she the bangle starts lighting up. And then Captain Marvel, spoiler alert, by the way, when Captain Marvel just appears in the closet, I was like, did she just transform into Captain Marvel? Did she just teleport Captain Marvel there? I didn't know what what the idea was behind that. I. I still don't know what happened, to be quite honest, if it was, you know, a teleportation thing or a transformation thing. They don't really explain that at all, which I guess is part of it being an end credit scene. And we'll figure it out when is it the Marvels comes around? Is that is that the show that they're getting or the movie they're getting?
1: I think it's a movie. It's going to have, you know, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. And uh, I always get the names mixed up. Is Monica the child or is Monica the mom? Monica, I think, is the mom, but that might be okay. Mom. Whichever of the Rambos is the little girl who was the the grown yeah. woman in WandaVision. That one's going to be in the movie. Whether okay. her name is Monica or Marie. I get them mixed up. I don't know. No, anyway. I think.
0: No, wait, wait, wait. That might be right. It might be Monica Rambo. That, that might be right, actually. Okay. okay. I can't
1: remember. Because she's Photon. That's what I'm going to be calling her when the movie um, comes out is Photon. Because that's her comic okay. book name. Anyway, um, so about that credit scene, there's a couple different things that it could be. So the thing I immediately thought of, way old school comic books, the original Captain Marvel when he was called Captain Marvel, um, who was briefly mentioned in the Captain Marvel movie, who is the woman scientist who was like her mentor. Anyway, he had these things called the Negabands, and there was this character who was kind of like a sidekick that like all the Avengers shared his name was Rick Jones um he kind of worked for like the Avengers it was, it was really weird it was in the 70s it's just weird stuff but he had the negabands as well and if they touched the negabands together like on their wrist they could switch places so there's another bangle out there somewhere right what if Captain Marvel touched the other bangle and it works like the negabands and they switch places
0: hmm I I don't know anything about this, but it sounds intriguing.
1: But anyway, what you said about transforming into her, I don't know if you knew this or not, but when Miss Marvel was first a thing you know her powers have to do and the comics have to do with um, Stretchy, and something she could do with her Stretchy powers was she could shapeshift. And when she first started operating as a superhero, she didn't know like her identity as a superhero, so she just made herself look like Captain Marvel. And that's how she operated. So maybe this was like a little nod to that, but I have no clue. Could have been either one. They did a good job of of building some hype for this Marvel, the Marvel's movie I was not really hyped for, but I'm kind of intrigued now. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, another hype thing, or another thing that they hyped, I guess, um, the X-Men 97. No, 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 Yeah. That was pretty exciting. They are really, I can't, what was the other thing where they had the X-Men 97 sound that we were talking about?
1: Multiverse of Madness.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's twice now that they've that they've done a an X Men '97 sort of hype for, and it's getting
1: me more and more excited for this show. So Austin, did you ever get around to watching the Inhumans? I did not. So in the comics, Miss Marvel is an inhuman. But I think it I saw like that on Twitter this week. Yeah, it looks like they're changing that to mutant because the Inhuman show was bad, and Kevin Feige said no more Inhumans. Um, we're gonna do mutants now. Well, he did.
0: He said that before he brought Black Bolt into Multiverse of Madness, though, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna be seeing Black Bolt again. I would like to. He's cool. Yeah. Um, definitely not like that version his dog. of Black Bolt. I personally, I want to see his dog. Oh, uh, Lockjaw. Yes. Well, watch the Inhuman show. You can see a poorly CGI dog do some... Well, cool I want to see
0: him in the MCU, though.
1: Anyway, um, technically that show is in the MCU. Fair. Or okay. it was. Okay, fair. But, um, but yeah, so they're retconning Kamala's background that she's a mutant, which is cool because like, that sets up the introduction of mutants into the MCU, which I know we're all really waiting for.
0: Yeah, the mainline the- that- I don't know how many more sort of hints or teases they're going to give it X-Men because they've given several already. Um, I guess it started with Quicksilver and WandaVision and we Mm -hmm. just kept getting more and more from there. Um, If they're going to do all this for the X-Men to get us hyped for it, they better do something absolutely crazy. Something that is Infinity War-esque level. Mm. Like, I want to watch this that bad.
1: Dang, that, that would have to be, that'd have to be huge. Trying well, to get on that level. I mean, yeah, they they obviously need it for Secret Wars. but um, So, Austin, <laughs> if they're going to bring X, which we know they are, they're going to bring X-Men to them to you. Do you want a full recast or do you want them to use some of the actors that were the X-Men previously?
0: Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what route they take, right? Like, we've seen Professor X, um, which makes me believe that I think it was Earth eight three eight um in yes. that movie is the one from the original X Men films. You know, if if they just end up on a whole nother universe and then that's their way of saying, you know, we're we're gonna use a different cast, I I'm okay with it. Um they just whatever they do, they need to explain it well. Otherwise yeah.
1: I'll get mad about it. I'm I'm with you there. They can do whatever they want, just <laughs> explain it thoroughly. Yeah. But yeah. But all in all, you know, I've talked on this show multiple times about the Disney Plus slump. Miss Marvel definitely fell victim to that. But I think they brought it back with a pretty solid finale. I really like the the spirit of the finale and Miss Marvel, you know, standing up. I'm a sucker for any time in superhero things where like the community supports the superhero. Like that was done greatly in this when they broke through the barricade and they surrounded her so she could get away from damage control. Um I like the damage control guy that's from Spider Man. I hope I kind of hope he keeps popping up throughout things.
0: Yeah, I I really liked that they kind of gave him the lead role of that and let him fire the other lady that that they yeah, saw in high school. Yeah,
1: I like him a lot. I I also hope he comes back. I, I don't mean, know how he comes back, but I hope he does. There's kind of like an oversaturation of Marvel projects, but I wouldn't mind like having like a damage control show. If he was like the lead and he had kind of like his crew and like maybe he was like one step behind the movies, like an episode would come Mm -hmm. out like after Thor Love and Thunder and it could be him in New Asgard, like investigating like the new Thor, trying to figure stuff out, repairing some damage. So like a
0: like a um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. esque show, but about damage control.
1: Yeah, I guess it pretty much would be Agents of Shield, wouldn't it? But just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Speaking of stuff that should happen after MCU movies, I had an idea. So Miss Marvel introduced the Scott Lane podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, they should actually do it. Well, yeah. what they should do is they should get Paul Rudd in character after every MCU movie comes out. You know, like after like a like a month or two after new MCU movie comes out on Disney Plus, they put like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, when they do that, they should put, like, a 15-minute episode of Scott Lang's podcast where he, like, in character, like, recaps the movie.
0: That'd be really funny. And if he had – is it Luis? Luis on there, the way that they tell stories oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, 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 movies? Yeah. That would be so funny. I would be so for that.
1: Yeah. And, like, if the if the main actor of the film, like, wanted to, like, guest star on the podcast, like, I know Chris Hemsworth would probably do it. Like, that'd oh, yeah. be pretty fun.
0: No, you know who would do it for Thor? It would be Taika Waititi, would do
1: it as Korg, and it would be so funny. That would be really funny. So, if one of our 10 listeners happens to be a Disney executive, um, (laughs) I'm trying
0: to think, I don't think I have anything else to say about Miss Marvel. Um,
1: Um, if I'm rating the finale by itself. I really liked it and I'd probably give it like an eight out of 10. If I'm rating the show overall, I think I'd give it like a 6.9 out of 10.
0: Yeah. Um, And I did, I remember now that you said um, with the, with the clandestines, how they just kind of got thrown away. That kind of reminded me of a little uh, Supreme leader Snoke action, getting (laughs) Batista bombed out of the last Jedi and then them having (laughs) to figure out something else. Now, thankfully they had already sort of, alluded to the fact that damage control is still there and it's not like hey the emperor is still alive
1: but yeah at least this show had something to fall back on
0: but yeah i didn't really like that they just poof killed him as quickly as they did
1: yeah i mean
0: i oh actually no i do have something else i want to say um i didn't like that the show wanted us to think comron was being a hero Comron was actively attacking police officers and anybody else and like almost through a car on a, on half a city. Okay. I mean, that was kind of crazy to me that they wanted him to be
1: the good guy, one of the good guys. Um, but I mean, he had a moment of weakness and I was kind of like, okay with that. But what I didn't like is he he went up to the van where the people who just risked their lives trying to save them were kept and he didn't let them out. I kind of thought he was going to let them out, but he just kept going on his rampage and I was like, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, I I have a very big issue
0: with you know, trying to portray someone as one of the heroes and then having them totally disregard human life. Human life. Like almost throwing a car on people, or at the very late sort of explosion thing with the crystals.
1: (laughs) His crystals look cooler than Miss Marvel's. Don't at me. I like that green color better. Agreed. Um, her costume looks great.
0: Yeah, I, I did like that. They finally got to her costume.
1: Um,
0: instead of, I guess she had just been wearing regular clothes up to this point. I I couldn't even remember.
1: Well, she had that little vest that the Waleed dagger guy gave her and Bruno made the mask for her a couple episodes ago so she's kind of just been wearing the mask and like different various things and now she has the full outfit what did you think about the scene where her dad gave her her name I kind of I kind of really liked it I thought it was touching. I
0: I want to say that I saw on Twitter that that was straight out of the comics and I really appreciated that
1: that was the case I think it might be but I'm not sure I haven't read like every single Ms. Marvel comic like
0: either somebody just did a really good job of Photoshopping that scene into comic book form Mm. or it was straight out of the comics. Like they were sitting up on the roof together and he just, and he said it exactly like he did in the show. Uh, One of, one of those two ways is true, but I hope it's that it's straight out of the
1: comic books. Yeah, it was nice. And um, speaking of earlier, we talked about the end credit scene with Captain Marvel. I think that's my favorite Captain Marvel costume so far. Like, I like the the rolled up sleeves with the gloves. Mm -hmm. Um, I was never a big fan of the short haircut, but I really like the haircut she has now where she kind of has like braided on half of her head. Yeah, I
0: I didn't dislike this haircut, but I do dislike the fact that she's now been in four movies and had four haircuts.
1: (laughs) She gets a lot of haircuts. Or is it
0: three and three? She's had a new haircut every movie, and that's kind of annoying to me.
1: So Spider-Man gets four suits a movie, and Captain yeah. Marvel gets uh, four haircuts a movie.
0: Yep, which is also an issue that I have with Spider-Man, but that's beside the point.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I liked it. Miss Marvel was a was a decent show.
0: Um, that being said, though, the OG red and blue suit at the end of No Way Home is the best suit that he's had this entire time. Agreed. I I absolutely loved that suit. But we are off on the wrong good. track now. All right. So, we ready for Thor? Do you have We're anything else you want to say? Thor. Ready for Thor? Nope, okay.
1: Miss Marvel was great. Let's get on to Thor.
0: So, I I alluded to this a little bit in my in my rankings. I absolutely think that this plot is excellent, and that the story is very well written that it's so well done and it could be such a great movie. And then they throw goats at us that scream every five minutes. And it's like, you can't take this seriously. Um, This is going to be a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen it yet, you have been warned. Uh, Jane is dying. And we, ha- we go through this entire movie and we're like, okay, we're laughing at goats now or we're laughing at this line or, you know, he has this weird relationship with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker at the same time, which is all, it's all fun and it's all funny. But like Jane's dying, kids have been captured, that there's gore the God butchers on the loose and they just, they take away all serious tones from this movie. And you're just left with a story that, could have been compelling, but you didn't really pay attention to the whole time because you were laughing. And that's sort of my issue with this film.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because that's kind of the reason why I like this film, because that is, I don't know how well, you know, Taki Wait- Waititi, but oh, that's I, kind of, I,
0: I know that that's his style. And in my, yeah, in, my in my non-spoiler style. review, I said they were going to live and die in the hands of Taiki Waititi. And in yeah. this movie, to me, they
1: died. Well, so I like that style of um, directing. I like the fact that we are sad and then we are laughing and we're sad because to me that's that's kind of what life is, you know, actually like. Like, you can get the you know really bad news and that can really affect you, but like an hour later, someone close to you can be trying to cheer you up and make you laugh, and that's kind of what Taiki Wahidi does. Like he he shows you the brutal sadness of life, and then he shows you the opposite end of that. We see Jane with cancer and then we see her get this fantastical opportunity to live a different life in her last days. You know, so, and you got to think from Jane's perspective, you know, the character she is, she doesn't want to wallow and be sad about having cancer. She wants to fully use this new opportunity she has. She wants to be a superhero, a god for a little while and I would agree with you if it was nonstop throughout the film. But when the third act happens, most of the jokes stop. Like, once once Thor goes to encounter Gore, you know, they got a few little cute things with the kids with their superpowers. And you got a few jokes in there with, like, them using, like, stuffed animals as weapons and whatnot. But all the stuff between Thor and Gore and Jane, especially once they go into Eternity... There's no jokes in that. It's just good stuff. And the one joke that they do make about Jane's catchphrase, that was like a solid character moment between the two of them. And we didn't even hear what the catchphrase was out loud. That was just supposed to represent like just a good moment between the two of them before the end.
0: Well, okay. So yes, you're right. But that last gore fight and the eternity scene is the last 20 to 25 minutes of the movie. I mean, you're talking about twenty to twenty five minutes of an almost two hour film, yes, there were very few jokes in there. there were still some, which you know that was probably the best part of the film to me was the third act um but you know when you've got an hour and a half straight of jokes and then a fight scene, it's just like oh did i just did I just watch a whole movie or or what just happened um and you know I guess we're allowed to have our our differences of opinion. That's why you have Guardians of the Galaxy in your top tier, and I don't. It's just because I don't enjoy the kind of movie where comedy takes over the story. I think, for me, the story is the entire reason that I'm going to watch a film. And if you do anything to sort of overrule
1: the story, it takes away from it, in my opinion. See... I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. But sometimes comedy can be used as a tool. It can be so ingrained within the story itself. And I feel like in a movie like this, it is because we've seen Thor. We've seen Thor go through many stages in the MCU. When we first got Thor, he was serious Thor. Now he's like happy go lucky Thor. And, Because of that personality, it's it's kind of like Thor has made this defense mechanism. He's lost so much, and the more he loses, the sillier he gets because it's a defense mechanism. So when you look at it like that, when you look at all the jokes that at least Thor makes, I can't defend the goats. I'm sorry. I wish the goats weren't in the movie. I'm not going to (laughs) try. The the goats are so. If you look at all the jokes (laughs) Thor
0: makes,
1: (laughs) if you look at the Thor jokes, that's that's just the character of Thor. Like you can't look at that as like, you know just trying to get a cheap laugh, like the goats are. You know, that's actually part of Thor's character and something that, like, he carries with him and that something he can drop when he needs to. Like, one of my favorite lines of the movie is at the very end when Gore's like, you're not going to try and stop me, and Thor's like, I only have a few more minutes left to live. I'm going to spend them with her. You know, like, he's a serious story again. He is, you know, doing his thing, and that's just kind of how I feel about it. Now, the goats were too much, and... I will say that sometimes Korg was a little bit too much. But Thor himself, I like how Thor was portrayed. And I think Thor being funny is part of the character.
0: But I can't defend the goods. Let me ask you this. I thought that after Endgame, when Thor goes back to Thor the Dark World in the movie and he talks to his mom he's all good again and he's he's no longer silly thor like he's no longer got that that defense mechanism because he knows that like he's worthy and whatever all they said in that in that scene i'm struggling to remember it all right now but i thought that that was sort of the end of the fat thor defense mechanism thor and you know they just brought him back to being okay this is the strong avenger character that we want to that we want Thor to be. Uh, but then they just went kind of right back to where he was,
1: in my opinion. So you are definitely half right. That I really like that scene in Endgame um, with his mom talking to him. Now, that whole thing was about Thor's failure with Thanos. He believed he was unworthy because he was there. He was right there. He had the chance to kill Thanos, and he failed. He was the Avenger that was holding Thanos by the throat when he snapped. If anyone... Could have stopped him. It was Thor. And he didn't. He failed. Half of everybody died. His mother talking to him and him proving himself worthy was him getting over that. Him saying that failure isn't going to define me. I'm going to keep going. It really doesn't have anything to do with his fear of loss with his loved ones. That's a different problem that he faces because that's the beauty of Thor. um, And what they're doing with him now is, you know, he's very multifaceted. He has a lot of issues. And yes, Frigga helped him work through that issue. But, you know, through the loss of Loki, through the loss of Odin, through the loss of Frigga, through the loss of Asgard itself, he still has that fear of loss.
0: So that was the intent behind the intro scene to the movie.
1: Of what, what what do you, like,
0: yeah, pretty much. When Korg is doing the, and he lost his brother, and he lost his brother again, and he lost his brother a third time. I thought that was
1: actually really funny.
0: He lost his mom. No, I really enjoyed the Korg narrative. Narrative stories. I thought they were funny. Um, That's the amount of comedy that I like in a movie. Um, Like I said, I love Thor Ragnarok and I love what Taika did with that. Um, I just thought he went a little (laughs) overboard with this one. Um, But let's talk about some some of the setup that this movie had. So I'm going to quote one of my friends who I heard this from. Thor did not learn his lesson from. Avengers Infinity War because he did not aim for the head with Zeus and Zeus survived. Uh, Shout out out Doug Bailey for that one. Uh, And now Zeus is alive and he sent Hercules after him. Now, I happen to learn through watching some YouTube videos this week that Hercules is a very big character in the comics. Bingo. Um, And so I'm very excited to see what that sort of brings. I don't know if... Hercules is going to be, I don't think he'll be an Avengers level threat. I think it's just going to be like a Thor five probably. Um, But I'm excited to see what they do with it.
1: Well, if it's anything like the comics, he'll be a bad guy at first, but then he'll be a good guy. Okay. And so something about Hercules, but I have to say something else before I get to that is, um, I thought for sure this movie was setting up Jane Foster Thor to be the new Thor in the MCU. I thought for sure that was happening. But spoil big spoiler alert, she does not make it to the end of the film. I mean, we get this nice little post-credit scene of her going to Valhalla, so she's like still kind of around, I guess, but she's like in heaven.
0: Well, I was going to say, let me ask you this. We see in Moon Knight where he goes and he's technically dead and he's in whatever, you know, purgatory-ish land they are in and they sort of just treat it like an alternate dimension that he can get out of do you think that they pull the same thing with Jane Foster and bring her out at some point
1: I think if Natalie Portman wants to come back for another movie they will okay I think if she's like yeah you know what I'll be Thor again they'll be like oh yeah you can come back from Valhalla um but anyway so I thought they were setting her up to like replace Chris worth Chris worth not going anywhere for a while but I think that the character of Hercules, if he gets well established in the MCU, if Chris Hemsworth did want to leave, could kind of fill that that Thor role mm-hmm. because he kind of fills that Thor role in the comics sometimes. Just yeah. think about it. He's this age old, you know, God, you know, with these spectacular powers, like kind of like a fish out of water because he's used to like Olympus and whatnot. It's kind of kind of the same archetype of character. And where do you think they're going to go with Gore's daughter? Oh, also, by the way, that's Chris Hemsworth, daughter in real yeah. life. If you didn't yeah, know.
0: Uh, India Rose Hemsworth. Crazy. I also saw, um, so the children that got kidnapped, those were a combination of Natalie Portman's kids, Christian Bale's kids, and somebody else's, uh, Tiger Waititi's kids. Those were all them. Um, God, that'd
1: be so much fun, wouldn't it? Just being a kid and dad <laughs> brings you to work and you get to be in Thor.
0: Yeah, that was hilarious to me. And then obviously, I don't know, um, Axel, not Astrid, Axel Heimdall's son. Um, I don't know whose kid that was, but it wouldn't have been any of theirs because he was black. Um, He's
1: probably like an actual child actor because he had yeah, like a real role. Yeah, he probably
0: is. Um, but I thought he was pretty cool.
1: Oh, I liked him a lot. I I didn't know Heimdall had a son, but I, I think it's cool that they still have some of Heimdall's powers around yeah. I, I, wanted I like how, they a, her back. how they brought who back? I'm sorry. Lady Sif. Yeah. Well, for a few minutes. Well, she's there. She's around. She's got one arm.
0: Yeah, she has one arm because the other one's in Valhalla.
1: Which, okay, also. you.
0: So he told her at the beginning of the movie, you have to die in battle. Jane died well after the battle.
1: Okay, so. Well after the battle. I'm going to try and explain that. So I think the whole point around that was Lady Sith was going to survive. Mm-hmm. Her wounds were not enough to kill her right then and there. If she would have stayed mm-hmm. there, she would have frozen to death and would have died or whatever. Jane, after the hammer broke in the battle, she suffered a life-ending blow. Like she was going to die. And because that happened during battle, I think that's why she gets to go to Valhalla. Now, I've seen a lot of people talk about this, Austin. So when Jane dies, she like goes in the gold dust like Odin did. Did Odin get to go to Valhalla? He definitely didn't die in battle, but he's also Odin and kind of makes the rules. So like
0: I'm about to say he's literally the king of Valhalla. So I would imagine that he went by default. <laughs>
1: It'd be pretty disappointing if Odin wasn't in the Asgardian yeah, era. No, I I think
0: he's got to be there. I, I don't know what their logic is going to be behind it, but he's got to be there.
1: And I'd love to see Idris Elba again. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even just for a second. 100% agree. I really
0: miss him. Um, I yeah. miss Heimdall more than I thought I did.
1: after, after cool, Infinity War. especially in Ragnarok. He like was super cool in Ragnarok. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um... There was something else I wanted to talk about, and I don't remember.
1: Well, while you think about it, I'm going to tell you something I thought was really funny in the movie. Okay. When Thor was doing his little montage, I mean, Korg was doing his little montage about people Thor had lost. Mm -hmm. And he gets to the Warriors 3, and he's like, whoever those guys were, I thought that was really funny. And that guy. Because nobody cares about the Warriors (laughs) 3. Yeah. I need you to take longer, because I didn't have... I don't remember. Did you know that... Oh, wait, never mind. You're not a DC guy, so I won't bring that up. Correct. We don't talk about that. You know disastrous. what? I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, no. You know, uh, Zachary Levi, he plays Shazam. He was one of the Warriors three. He was the blonde one.
0: <laughs> okay. Bandrel, I think. I, I don't know their names. I promise. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> he was the fancy guy.
0: Okay. Like the Robin Hood guy. <laughs> I, I barely remember them, but I definitely don't remember their names. Um. yeah nope still blanking on what i was going to talk about all right That's let me
1: okay. uh let me keep going um um let's see here i thought it was weird that valkyrie just kind of left the movie she's just like yeah um i got stabbed in the back so like i'm just gonna hang out here while you go like fight for the, all the gods in the universe she did get stabbed by the necrosword so I did mean, she get stabbed by the necrosword or did she get stabbed by the lightning bolt Either it way, it's probably or... not a not a great feeling, but no, I don't think so. But I think the reason it bothers me so much is because it didn't look like she was hurt. Like it it would have made more sense to me if she was like laid out in a hospital bed, like near Jane. Yeah. And they could have had some good character moments, but she was like up walking around like, yep, good luck, Thor.
0: Yeah, I'm I still have no I, I maybe I didn't even want to say anything else at all. Um, I'm just trying to think of, at this point, anything else in the movie that's worth talking about.
1: And I'm struggling there too. was a pothole, not like a pothole, but like an inconsistency, I noticed. And some other people pointed this out, like on YouTube and stuff. But So we learn that Cronins are like all male. Yes. And that they're made by holding their hands over lava, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But in Thor Ragnarok, Korg talks about his mom. Oof. I didn't. I don't remember that from Ragnarok,
0: so I didn't catch it. But that would yeah, be a big oof he, if they did that. There
1: was actually a pretty funny joke in Ragnarok where he's like, he made pamphlets for a revolution, but the only per- people who showed up was his, his mom and his stepdad he doesn't like.
0: That's tough. But now it was
1: really, he has two dads.
0: Yeah. Yep. We hate that. They messed that up. Do you have anything else that you want to add?
1: Uh, I thought Russell Crowe's Greek accent was funny.
0: I had no idea that that was Russell Crowe.
1: How did you not know that was Russell Crowe?
0: I had no clue that it was Russell Crowe. Also, wait a minute. Hold on. I have just realized that the entire time that I've been thinking of Russell Crowe, my brain has been thinking of Russell Brand, and I just realized that that's not at all the same person. So that's Those why people
1: I are very far from each other.
0: Yep, um, but I've just not, yeah, no, that's definitely Russell Crowe. Now that my brain has realized the mistake that it has made, that was definitely Russell Crowe. It was not Russell Brand.
1: <laughs> Although now that you say that, a Russell Brand Zeus would be really funny.
0: Would have been a lot more like extravagant, I feel like.
1: Yeah, but he like, he doesn't do acting anymore. He's like a conspiracy theory podcaster now. So. Yeah, I've heard that. I kind of want to watch. It. I mean, I, I've listened. To, he makes some good points. I'm, I mean, I'm not like a religious listener, but I've listened like every now and then. Yeah. So, he just says like a lot of like wellness stuff about like not being addicted to like computers and stuff. Oh. It seems to be like his main focus. Well, that's kind of lame.
0: Well, we've had sort of a shorter episode today, which I'm kind of okay with after we had our hour and a half ranking video on Tuesday, but I've enjoyed talking about it. Uh, and we're obviously going to be talking about the effects of these shows in the future. Um, you have any closing thoughts?
1: Um, how did you think the movie looked? I like visually.
0: I didn't notice sure. anything strange. I mean, okay. So there were, I I didn't really love the color thing that they were going for when they went to the shadow realm. But other than that, I thought it looked fine.
1: Okay. I really like that. But what I'm getting at is like towards the beginning of the film, there was just like a lot of obvious like green screen and like volume stuff. Um, but the reason I bring it up, because there's been a lot of stuff coming out here lately about like VFX artists hate working for Marvel. Have you seen any of that? Mm-mm. Dude, like, there are whole like VFX studios that will refuse to take like Marvel contracts because Marvel's just like the worst client ever because like they overwork, underpay, and they like make the deadlines like way too early. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. That's why, like, on like some of these past few movies have not looked great. Like that one scene in black widow where Yelena is on top of the helicopter and it blows up and it just looks terrible. That's probably the worst yes. example I can think of. Um,
0: that actually brings up a question that I thought about this. Well, leading up to the Thor um, and we'll close with this, I guess who has been your favorite character that has been added in phase four. Mine is Yelena and it's not close.
1: I love Yelena so much. She's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I like her a lot. I thought she was
0: hilarious in Black Widow and then they bring her back in Hawkeye and she's even better.
1: Yeah, she was great in Hawkeye. I really like um, Florence Pugh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's see. You know what? I might have to agree with you. It's. I think she's number one, but number two, I think deserves a shout out. I really like Shang-Chi. I think he's great, and I think he'll he'll be really cool moving forward. That's fair. That's fair. I think I, the actor I like him well. is like super excited to be here, and I think it shows.
0: Also, shout out to one of my favorite characters in all of now he gets to join the MCU because of phase four, Mr. J. Jonah Jameson. He is hilarious. I love yeah. him. The reason that I will never put Tobey Maguire above Tom Holland uh, as far as ranking Spider-Man is because, to me, J. Jonah Jameson steals his trilogy from him. I I just think he is so funny and just the best part of that whole trilogy. I don't know. I don't know what it is, dude, but I love him.
1: Dude, I... I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm going to rank Kirby first out of the three, but, like, J.J. is one of the reasons why those movies are so great. And, like, he's such a great character. Like, he's such a douche to, like, Peter and stuff, but, like, Green Goblin tried to figure him out, and he was like, I don't know him. I get it for the mail. Like, what a <laughs> chat. What a chat.
0: Love yeah, love um, J. Jonah Jameson.
1: Speaking of Phase 4, um, that made me think of Moon Knight, and one thing I was going to bring up about Thor Love and Thunder, I wish we could have seen some of the Egyptian gods at that God meeting like to tie it in.
0: Well, they talk about Ra who would have been one of them, uh, but we just didn't see any. I also, in one of the videos I watched, they said that they saw the black Panther goddess, but I didn't see it. Yeah. She was sitting
1: below um, Valkyrie and Jane. You can see her for a second. Okay. You wouldn't know it was the black Panther goddess unless someone told you, Hey, that's the black Panther goddess. Cause she doesn't gotcha. look like a Panther. She's just a woman with like African face paint. Uh, okay. Okay. So she's not like an actual panther. She's yeah, just yeah, yeah. a woman with face paint.
0: Well, I thought in the intro to Black Panther, she looks like a panther. Is
1: it just yeah. like she
0: shapeshifts to look like one, I guess? I
1: mean, if you think like, you know, biblically, like God is like shown up as like a burning bush. So like gods can true. manifest how they want to. I guess
0: I guess you're right. I guess you're right.
1: But it would have been cool to see like Conchu or somebody at that big meeting.
0: Um. Yeah, well... I know who he wouldn't have seen, and that was Amit. Because
1: yeah, she got it. spoiler alert for Moon Knight. If you spoiler seen alert: it. she got pooped on. Ethan Hawke gets shot in the face, and omens inside of him.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're still listening to us ramble at this point, uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our our review of Thor and of Miss Marvel. We hope to see you again next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I haven't looked at the movie schedule for now. Ne- no, Nope comes out next week. The, oh, uh, yeah. The Jordan Peele movie. I'll probably go see that. So we'll talk yeah. about Nope next week. Uh But thanks for watching. Uh Leave a like or whatever it is on, on podcasts. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: See ya.